Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels, and welcome to my podcast. This is Q&A number 146. It is May 30th of 2023. I'd like to welcome some new members to my virtual coaching group. Let's see here. We have Trisha from Colorado, Heather in Florida, Courtney in Virginia, Haley in West Virginia, and Stephanie in Arkansas. Welcome to the group, ladies. And remember, everyone, that when you sign up, you'll get an email from me with your six free bonuses of the TLC training notebook, the performance tracker, the horsemanship challenge, the A to Z tips, um, the outline of uh, foundation, and the outline of uh, first year of competition. So look for your email. You'll also get an invite to the Coach Now space. So you'll have your own space where we'll do your video critiques. And those will always be there in order for you so we can track your progress. Um, so anyways, welcome to the group. And uh, oh, and don't, and don't forget to search the group if you have any. Um, there's a search box in the group at Facebook that you can look up any topic. Uh, also use the members only website because there's over 150 training videos, a year's worth of challenges there. And there's a lot of great information. So this is how I can keep the prices cheaper by having... Uh, everything available for everyone to kind of teach themselves. And then I do one-on-one through your coaching reviews of your videos of competition or training. So <clears throat> I'd like to share a little story with you guys from this weekend. After I have a sip of water, I'm doing my podcast first thing in the morning because uh, today is Tuesday and I don't know about you guys, but three-day weekends always mean Tuesday through Friday, you double up with work, it seems like. Of course, I haven't had one day off. Um, I saw people posting riding their horses and on the beach and hanging out on the beach or out on their boats, and I was a little bit jealous, I have to say. I worked, I had a clinic on Saturday. I had, um, I rode my horse, though. That's one thing I did, make time to ride my horse Sunday and Monday. Um, and then I did a lot of videos and uh, chores on the ranch and things like that so for the group so I'm still getting caught up but but that's what happens when you have your own business um, you have to learn when to say when but I I don't like my clients to have to wait so I try to keep going um, and take a day off when things slow down so anyhow so my calendar is never what like the normal working class people or normal working people are. I kind of make my schedule as I go. But the funny story about this weekend with my clinic, as soon as I got there, I met the really nice people that were hosting it. And this was a first all youth clinic that I've done for a, a, a club in a very long time. And I remember why now. I usually have a mix, mostly adults, some teens, and a few little ones. But not all little ones. And oh my goodness, what a, what a, it was a lot of work to get them to focus. But there was two advanced horses, one advanced um, rider, and then a lot of young riders. And they're going to be really great barrel racers. And they actually have a lot of try and talent now. But if you can imagine, they, they want to go fast and they want to look at, you know, they don't stay focused very long. You'll be talking and two minutes later, they're looking at the clouds or the squirrels or hanging off their horses sideways, and, and I, I don't like that at my clinics, I want everybody safe, so, so anyways, it was fun, <laughs> I felt like I was uh, in chaos, but you know what I learned 
was I am a structured person. I'm an organized person. This is why I, I, I probably like horse training. I work one horse at a time. Um, you know, I like structure. And I, I, um, I watched this mother with her three daughters and then all the children. And she was so calm in the chaos. And, and, um, and everything was going crazy. Lots of activity and all the different stuff going on. And, and she just had a flow about her. And I was, I thought, okay, I'm going to try to summon that through the day. So uh, as I focused on my clinic, I try to scan the area and, and try to keep control of the chaos and, um, stay calm and, and just, you know, say, do this, do that, you know, to the ones that weren't paying attention and then get back to focusing on the clinic. And thankfully the oldest sister was in the clinic 16 and she was a huge help her mom was a huge help and so and some of the other parents watching helped me keep things a little bit more heck or calm in the chaos um but anyhow it was funny when I was setting up a, a boy came in one of the brothers and he was I think he was 12 or 14 I think he was 14 or 15 that's right 14 or 15 and he, he was, it made me laugh because he said is this your first clinic and I said nope been doing them about 20 years now a few a year for 20 years and he's like oh have you been to the nfr and i'm like no but i've done a lot of other stuff locally because i had a full-time training business and a child you know that was involved in sports and showing cows and things like that and a traveling husband and i said look if you want to ask me questions help me set up so we were setting up the barrels and the cones and and um he asked me if why I'm just doing a one-day clinic that people can't retain as much in a one-day clinic versus a two-day or three-day. So it was funny, all these really crazy questions. So it made me start thinking. So I said to him, I said, you know, it's funny that you said that I do two-day clinics. I've done two-day clinics, but, um, but one-day clinics is mainly what I do. I said, but I've also learned that whether it's one-day, two-day, or three-days, people only are going to retain... 10 to 20% because a lot of it goes over their head. It's just so much information. It's overload. I said, so what I've learned to do is focus on the important stuff, which is the rider's cues, the horse's foundation, the details on the pattern, um, you know, and those things, but that that's for the day. And then they need to take that home. I said, but I've also learned that by giving them videos afterwards with uh, voice override and slow motion, critiques uh, with notes from the day that helps them retain by giving them a book to read and the diagrams of the drills that we did for the day in the book um, that helps them retain so now I've upped that 10 to 20 percent to 40 or 50 percent so he was like okay and then as far as the NFR thing goes it made me start thinking how um, if you think about someone who's been the NFR sometimes it's only on one horse and I've met a lot of women in my life that cookie cutter train if they've been successful with one horse they want all their horses to work that way but I can tell you as a trainer for 30 some years I've trained thousands of horses riders um, and you cannot cookie cutter train you have to customize for each individual riders needs horses needs and that's where the education the experience really plays in sometimes you'll meet someone who is a role model of yours and they may have only been successful with one or two horses and it's a specific style. So they're not the best um, coaches, but they're amazing competitors. <clears throat> so it just made me think about it. to take that to one other level. 
Um, think about Ed Wright, for instance. Martha did all the competing, and Ed basically started the Colts, started them on the pattern, and then um, Martha finished them and competed on them. So, but Ed was very successful. I went to one of his clinics in the 90s. Um, he was very successful all over the United States giving clinics to barrel racers, but he never barrel raced in his life. So I just think it's funny. People think if you went to the NFR, you should be doing clinics. And look at Phil Hagen. He's newer on the industry. Um, he's not even a barrel racer either, um, but he's, I think, raining or something, but people like his clinic. So, so it doesn't necessarily... Um, horsemanship is horsemanship as far as any discipline, but I do think having barrel racing experience with multiple thousands of horses and, uh, styles really gives you an upper hand. That's why I'm so successful in my virtual coaching group, because my eye has seen so much. I can help people with all the different style horses that they ride and all the different, uh, mindsets that people have. So, so I just thought it was cute. That boy made me really think about some things. So it was an interesting day. I was being challenged mentally by a teenage boy. And then I was um, being not challenged, but questioned in a way that I wanted to answer his questions because I wanted him to have good feedback because they were legitimate questions. When, when teenagers ask you questions, they truly want to know they're a sponge at that age. So I wanted to be thorough, but I also needed to get set up. So, um, so I was like, oh, I'll put you to work and answer your questions. So, <laughs> so, but then the young children, I'm hoping I planted seeds for them to do their slow work, to focus on their cones, um, because children have a bad habit of not being consistent in their positions, um, looking at the barrels and pulling on their horses, um, wanting to go fast too much. So I'm hoping planting those seeds was a good day. So, so anyways, that's my story from the weekend. Um, and I just, you know, I thought it was a fun, a fun day. It was beautiful weather, seventies. Matter of fact, they, some of them were putting on sweatshirts in the morning cause it was sixties when we started. Um, but it was sunny and a huge, gorgeous arena. The gateway rodeo arena is really nice arena. So I enjoyed it. Um, I hope to do more clinics up there with some adults as well. Uh, maybe half adults, half kids would be great. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I, I, I think I did all right considering the trying to be, uh, teaching in the chaos. So, so anyways, um, but what I'm going to do our topic today is the June challenges for skill and mindset. I'm going to go over that right after I answer the questions for this week. Um, <clears throat> I also want to remind everyone to please Send in your names if you had a personal best for May. I'll be doing the drawing on Friday. Can you believe it's June 1st on Thursday? Um, today's May 30th and it's Tuesday. So June 1st is Thursday. I'll be sending out notices for membership uh, dues. And then Friday, I'll also be doing a drawing, not just for the personal best drawing, but for the Tumblr winners. And I honestly think we only had three names. I was kind of disappointed in that one. I had a challenge that you, while you're training at home, send in your videos so I could critique your training and only three people did it. So that was a little bit disappointing, but, but it's okay. Now I know what the group wants and what they don't want. So it kind of gives me feedback. Um, you know, and obviously majority of the group want me analyzing their competition videos more so than training, but I promised you, if you send me your training videos, your training, how you train, how you practice 
can also be how things are going in competition. So the three that did send me videos, I was able to critique things they were making mistakes in and training. And um, so anyhow, if you don't do it, it's a loss to you. So I just want to put that out there. Um, by the way, I've got at least 10 people, maybe 11 now. I think someone else just, yeah, I had another one come in this morning. I've got about 10 more videos to do today, which I'll be working on. But I have to go get hay this morning. I have to ride Rocky. Then I'll be doing videos until my evening lesson gets here. So um, that's my day today. Um, what else? Oh, I think that's probably it for today. I think that's more than enough for today. Um, so that's going to keep me busy. Now, I want to explain something on the videos. Just so you know, if you send your videos in on the weekend, this is a reminder that each video takes me a minimum of 15 minutes. If my 5G internet's going, if it slows to 4G, it could take me 30 to 40 minutes minimum per video um, because, and every once in a while I have tech issues where I have to delete a bunch of space on, on things and, and upload new um, update software, things like that. So, you know, the, I love, 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 love doing the videos for you guys. I love doing it. I love seeing your progress. But just know, just like you with your jobs, when you have technology you're always at the mercy of technology. It's a, an amazing thing, but it can also be super fast or it can be super slow. <laughs> so I have to watch every video and I usually watch them once fast, once slow. Then I critique it for four to seven minutes and then it downloads anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes. So that can be literally uh, 5, 10, uh, another... It can be anything from 15 to 40, minute, 40 minutes per video. So that's why it takes so much time. So if the videos come in on the weekend, it's literally going to be um, two to three days turnaround. And on the weekdays, it's going to be one to two days turnaround. Just so you know, unless you have an emergency and you feel like you need to look at it sooner, please tell me. I'll bump you ahead of people. But otherwise, I don't like to do that. I like to just go down the list of the order they came in. So I'm not playing favorites to anyone. I just do them down the list as they come in. So that's all I really wanted to say about housekeeping. Um, so let's get into the questions and then we'll go right into the June challenges as a topic. So the first one was um, my horse was diagnosed with neck pain. Um, it's affecting uh, how she's turning a barrel. You know, do you have any experience in that? And yes, I do actually. My gray mare sister had two bones. I think it was her the C6 and 7 that were touching, we had to x-ray it because she couldn't flex for cookies uh, to the right like she could for the left. And with chiropractic massage, it helped a little bit, but they had to be gentle chiropractic. And um, my chiropractor said, you know, really, we should just get an x-ray of her neck so we know what we're dealing with. And I'm glad she suggested that because if it, you had two bones touching and you really did some aggressive uh, chiropractic, you could have made her way worse. And um, so the x-rays did show that she was touching. Um, so we had some options, Legends, Adequan, um, you know, acupuncture, massage, uh, gentle chiropractic maneuvers, um, you know, things like that. But ultimately those bones are going to keep touching. So so we could just manage it, and it does affect other parts of the body, the shoulder, the hip, <coughs> a lot of that. The neck is very, very important. So all you can do is work closely with your vet and your holistic practitioner and just manage it. Um, 
you know, it definitely is a, a hard thing. Just like us, when my bone on bone in my hip got so bad, I couldn't even ride a horse. So, um, but now I'm back on, thank goodness for surgery. But with horses, you can't always do surgery for everything. So, so definitely work closely. Um, and whenever you think your horse seems off, definitely have your vet check your horse. And not just your farm vet, but a sports medicine vet who deals with lameness on a day in and day out basis. You want a specialist when you have a specialty issue. It's like your doctor, your general practitioner, he checks you over, but then he sends you to a specialist for what's wrong with you. If you have something, you know, ear, nose, and throat, foot doctor, uh, you know, bone joint doctor, whatever. <clears throat> okay, so one barrel issue. Okay, so if you're having a problem with one barrel, definitely rule out pain. And then let me see your videos training and competition and see if it's rider cues. It could be position going into the turn. Um, and it's something that I like to do to fix that is single barrel on the pattern. After you've ruled out pain and you need to work on rider cues and position, I like the single barrel on the pattern drill. That way you don't have to over drill the pattern, but you really can focus on that one barrel. Next question, uh, and that video is in the group, also at the members only page. Um, what's the best way for kids to practice? Um, my personal opinion, especially after this weekend, is cones. Set up as many cones as you can. I don't like tires. I think tires are dangerous. They could step in them, fall, trip. Um, you know, I don't like tires. But I do like cheap cones because you can buy them at Walmart dirt cheap. And, um, and you can put them for your arc. Because a lot of kids won't ride to their arc. They go straight at the first barrel. So put up two cones to, for them to go between for their arc. Set up cones for spots one, two, and three on the inside and the outside. So they stay three feet away from the barrel, but not more than five feet away. So, you know, so set the cones like two feet and 10 feet for spots one, two, and three. And hopefully they'll stay within the three to five. And that way it'll keep their lines straight and their uh, pockets nice around the barrel. Um, the next question was about the million dollar bit, Josie million dollar bit, if I liked it. You know, it's not on my two videos now that I have because I, I got to the point where I made a video of my top eight bits that I use or side pulls and bits. And um, I did have a million dollar bit. I sold it. The only horse I ever used it on was um, Buddy, my son's rope horse, before he was a, my son's rope horse when I was barrel racing him. Because of his race horse background, they didn't decom decompress him off the track. They just made him a rope horse and bled his nose to teach him to, to rate the cattle instead of, you know, here he's a racehorse. He thought he was supposed to outrun the cattle. So nobody taught him anything. So I put a million dollar bit in a little flat leather tie down and he was a happier horse just because he went from racing to roping to me. And it was really hard to erase all of that. So I found a happy medium with him and it was fine. But now when my son roped on him, we put him in a different bit. We put him in a roper's bit, a little port bit and, um, and his flat leather tie down. But, um, but as far as, um, a million dollar bit for kids, you have to be careful. Um, maybe teenagers, um, you have to really talk to them about heavy hands and not pulling on them because a million dollar bit is a lot of bit. And, um, I used to recommend it for little kids to help have control on bigger horses. But again, little kids can have heavy hands and either way can make a horse rear up when they lose their patience or pull too hard. Or it can make a horse, you know, react negatively. Plus, it hurts them. 
So uh, I do feel like the million dollar Martha Josie bit, the short shank, not the long, is good for a chargy horse. I really love a three-piece dog bone. That's my favorite mouthpiece. But remember, it needs to be used with give and take. So that's why it wasn't in my uh, videos. But because it's not one I used a lot, I put the ones I used a lot in my video and I sold about 20 other ones. But that was one that I used to have and I only use it on one horse in my life. But um, but anyways, I have had many clients use them, especially kids for some reason. Um, so I do like the kids to ride in a lighter bit during the week and only use that for competition because I feel like kids get dependent on the bit controlling their horse rather than the cues. So by putting the kid in lighter bridles and making them step up their horsemanship, I think that's important. Not the little ones, obviously, but the teenagers, definitely. I think that would be good. Um, let's see. When you have a crappy run, this is a comment. When you have a crappy run, don't be afraid to not send it to me. All you have to do is tell me, keep it private, and I will analyze it and send it back to you private and not post it in the group. Uh, over, over half of the videos I do, maybe three quarters, are not going in the group these days. Um, a lot of people want their stuff private, and that's okay. You don't have to share it in the group, good or bad. It is nice when you share it in the group because people learn from your runs, how I critique them, and they also celebrate with you on your good ones. But don't just send me your highlight reel, your best runs, because um, you're afraid to get constructive criticism. There's nothing wrong with, with me seeing your bad runs. We all have bad runs. I have bloopers. We've all had bloopers. Um, but don't just think automatically because you had a bad run, <coughs> you need a new bit or a new saddle. It could just be you're not sitting in your turns and you're pulling on your horse instead of, you know, sitting and soft guiding hands and, and where you're looking. Those are really probably the two most important things that happen um, when I see issues um, with a bad run versus a good run. So again, don't be afraid to send those to me. So I think that's it for my questions. I'm going to go right into the June challenge challenges. Um, the skill this month for June is going to be to develop your core strength. So by core strength, a good way to develop your core strength it's great going into the summer. You're going to be in your bikini, so you'll you'll thank me for this. But it'll help you in competition. Um, just kidding. It'll help you in competition by riding with no stirrups. Um, you can do it in a saddle for us older ladies. And if you're young and you just want to throw a bareback pad on so your tushy doesn't get all dirty, riding without stirrups really teaches you to sit on your pockets and soften your shoulders and ribs into your hips and it helps you find your balance and squeeze your stomach your core in and really does strengthen those muscles I don't recommend doing the barrels that way but you can do your rail work your circle work all without stirrups whether it's with a saddle if you have your saddle on you can always grab your horn if you lose balance if you're in a bareback pad you can always grab the horse's mane or something so by all means be safe um, the other thing you can add is something that develops your core maybe three times a week do a Pilates um, class on YouTube. There's a ton of free YouTube videos and just do some Pilates to strengthen your core. Believe you me, if you don't ride six horses a day, five days a week, you're going to need to do something to increase your muscles. If you have a desk job or even just walk a lot during the day, but nothing else, um, 
riding horses, like doing a lot of post trotting and stuff, really develops your muscles that you need and your legs and your core for competition. So that's why I think barrel racers, if you train for a living, your core is pretty strong. But if you only ride maybe one horse a week, that may not be enough. So, so that's something to consider. So that's the skill challenge for June. The mental challenge for June is going to be, June is the halfway into the year, six months. Can you believe we're in halfway through the year, 2023? Since you've joined TLC, some of you have been with the group since it started. And some of you have only been in it a short period of time. But I want you to write down what you've learned since you've joined the TLC. And I want you to write those things down. Some of you, you're going to have 10 things you can write down. Some of you may only have three or four things to write down. But I want you to write those down. And I want you to be really happy with yourself, your improvements that you've made. I want you to be happy with yourself, happy with your horse. And really take a look at where you started and where you're at and be proud of that. But then that's that's part A. Now, part B, I want you to write your new goal for the next six months, um, for the next half of the year, and what you want to improve on. So you've already got what you've worked on, what you've already made improvements on, or maybe you're still mastering those. So write those down. Because remember, the performance tracker in the beginning, it has a health records. Um, a lot of times people don't realize how much diet change, supplement change, um, exercise routines, all those things can make a difference for a horse. So it's important you keep track of it. You know, how often you're seeing the vet, the chiropractor, deworming, all of those things. Six months flew by. You'd be shocked how much, if you don't track it, you'll get off track with your horse. And it also has the barrel racing log section where you can log how you did it each competition. So, and in the back of the performance tracker are five things I think to improve for the year. So use that page to write down the things that you've already improved on and the new things that you want to add. So, so I, this is what the, uh, mental game June challenge will be. Be proud of your progress, but enjoy the process. So write those things down. We're halfway through the year, write down what you've learned, write down what you're planning to work on still. And like I said, be proud of the progress, enjoy the process. So I'm going to go ahead and close there by saying that life is always, always changing. And um, for me, this weekend really reminded me to be calm in the chaos. Um, we all have good things happen, but we've all known loss. We've all known heartbreak. Um, we've all known pain. So, um, but we all have a ton of joy in our life every single day. It's perspective. You know, you make your, you wake up and decide how your day is going to be. You know, are you going to have a happy, positive day? Or are you going to make it a negative and fretful day? You know, it's kind of up to you. I know bad things happen, but it's perspective. Um, you know, it's all in how you handle it. So things do happen. So keep a, keep a positive perspective in the highs and the lows. Okay. We only have one life. So live it full. Be happy and uh, and pray and stay close to God. And that's where I'm going to leave it today. So ride with heart. And as, as always, God bless.